0: Welcome to getting to the truth in this art i am your host rob lee and today i am interviewing uh mike and alex from fells point cultivated creations they specialize in high uh, quality indoor plants local art and handmade goods welcome to the podcast folks how's it going
1: we're doing just fine thank you for having us on today
0: yes um so like I said before, when we were doing our intro, 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 talk, talk, talk. This is is rare. It's rare that I have someone within your kind of industry and your realm. And I like this convergence of the plant stuff, the business stuff, and the art stuff. So if you will, um, do however you want to do individually, what have you. Um, give us those vital stats, your background and the mission of, I'm going to use the acronym, uh, F, FPCC. Give me that, that, uh, that mission and your backgrounds.
2: I'm gonna let Alex take the role on this one as far as uh, his background first, because he is the artist and he helped make this all come to life. Uh, It kind of was pure, pure luck that we were neighbors, and I'll let him take the role as far as his mission and go from (laughs) there.
1: How dare you? I was gonna pass this on to you. It was your idea. Um, His (laughs) handoffs. okay, the question one more time.
0: So, so the question is: um, Give us the background, um, your individual backgrounds, like kind of two guys walking to a bar, and then suddenly you have the shop. But give us that background and the the mission of the shop.
1: Yeah, and so you were actually not very far off as far as the background of the shop. Um, I myself, so just like base layer background, I was born and raised in Connecticut, came out here to Baltimore for a finance job, actually. So I rocked finance for seven years. Um, I was a financial advisor, manager, everything like that. And last year in the pandemic, uh, my company didn't have any work from home capabilities at all. So one day, like when everything started, they just, Hey, you've got to go home. We can't keep the office open. And so I was on a three month hiatus. Um, during that time, I had started doing a little bit more art. My partner, uh, Sam, actually found one of my old journals and convinced me to start doing art on more of a professional level. I wasn't happy in finance. I really wanted to keep, I wanted to get into a field that actually made me happy instead of just uh, taking a lot out of me. And one day I received a text from my neighbor saying, hey, I got a guy for you to meet. And I politely texted back. I'm sorry, I'm already seeing someone, but thank you. Uh, and he said, no, no, no. Uh, this is a guy that's into art. He's looking for an artist. And so I said, okay, fine. Uh, so I walked downstairs and there's this dude just hanging out in his backyard, putting plants in little pots, uh, in an air conditioning uniform. (laughs) And so my neighbor like walks up to me and he's like, Hey, this is Mike. I think you guys would really get along. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, pleasure to meet you Mike XYZ. And, uh, He hired me on to do a mural. We started hanging out, and he talked to me about this space that he had that it's in a building I've admired for years. I'm sure that you've seen it, the old Buck Appliance. I mean, it's been in the neighborhood for so long, and I've always wondered what it looked like. And he was like, you want to help me open up a plant shop there? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why not?
2: Hell, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of – yeah, so basically I was in the backyard of his – neighbors who are also very cool old hippie people and like they're they're, they're amazing they're they're neighborhood gems uh so i was sitting there and i they i was like i'm looking for an artist he's like i know a guy and it's the neighbor and it's alex here and he walks down and uh so kind of my background story is i moved to baltimore seven years ago i uh got an HVAC job at a company that was terrible um they were just were not good people but i was just stuck there um, I ended up getting, uh, I got a tumor in my shoulder and had to get my shoulder replaced and lost lost uh, lost my job, got laid off, um, and then uh, ended up kind of just having this grasp to want to do something bigger, uh, do better than the other company was kind of what I did. So I, uh, my brother was in the same field as me. So we opened up an HVAC company, uh, Complete Climate Services. So uh, we did that four years ago is when we opened up this company and it's grown exponentially. We are, we have 75 five-star reviews for a contractor. That's huge. Where if you Google HVAC in Fells point Baltimore, we'd pop up near the top. You know, we, we try hard, we take care of people. Yeah. Um, well I moved into this building about two years ago and I lived above it and I was like, man, this place is so tight. Like this is a cool building. Uh, and one day I started putting plants out in the storefront window and people were like, are those for sale? I'm like, no, are those for sale? I'm like, no. I'm like, shit, the, the pandemic, <laughs> people were like, I was like, I'm just going to start selling some plants, you know? So I started selling plants and was like, this is kind of fun. Like I enjoy meeting people and like, I've always been big into plants and uh, ended up hitting up my friend in 2019 for some ideas for names. And yeah. uh, we came up with uh, boogie botanical uh, plants will make her dance uh, That's right. cultivated creations was like the one. Cause I was like, I don't want it to just be a plant shop. I want it to be a place of creations, a place of something I could do for the community. So I started working on this project. I hired him to do some art. I hired Andy Dow, who has done a ton of murals in the area. Uh, he did the mural on the antique man building that I was like, I just wanted that done to kind of help. And it turned into something. And then uh, it also led me to some of the other things. Like it led me to Baltimore. I opened up the gourmet mushroom company, which is, also a lot of fun. When you come down here, I got to show you the laboratory. I've got a lab in Fells Point, probably the only mushroom lab in Baltimore uh, that looks the way. It's, it's pretty cool.
0: But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah,
2: so there's, uh, there's a whole couple of different ventures. But this is this Cultivated Creations is only six months old and we're a vibe, dude. Like I think it's, uh, I think it's the vibiest plant store in in Baltimore. If not, it's definitely one of the most unique. Um, and I'm not hating on any other plant shops. A plant shop is great, but we're not a plant shop. We're we're a unique collective. We're I would a community say. space. Yeah.
1: And that and that kind of boils into what the mission is for this space. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I just kind of wanted to get out of my finance job, and he was dangling this carrot of, hey, you want to get into home renovation <laughs> and like open up Plant Shop? I didn't know anything about plants last year, but what I was finding because I worked inside all the time, I was in my house and just having plants around because my partner is very into plants and she would always bring in like big monsteras and having that around and like really starting to focus on that
2: i think that's kind of the mission of cultivated creations too just to kind of support the growth Like i I guess yeah like what he said i guess i've kind of looked at uh it's it's a thing of getting dangling something in front of people because i i feel like the work in the nine to five job is uh it's a trap. And some people are, what's well, not a trap. Some people, that's what they do. But like you, you've got a side hustle. Like, you know, that you want to do more than just what you're currently doing as like 99.9% of people, they just don't Absolutely. know. That. I have now one, two, three, four business partners who all had full-time jobs before coming and working with me. And now they're happier. They have better options. the The sky is the limit. Now there is no you know, Hey, you're going to cap out at $80,000 and you know, you're going to be stuck. You got to do this. It's more like, it's a family. Like we had friends giving and we had 15 of us last week. And, and it was all like the people that are like close and work with me. Like I'm not, I don't see myself as a boss. I see myself as a leader training other people to be leaders that were already leaders for somebody that didn't care about them. You know? Yeah.
0: that's, 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 that's legit. Um, I, uh, yeah, like, I always kind of like play with this notion, like people will ask you or ask me, in this kind of create a space of podcasting. So, what do you want to do? What do you want to scale it, bro? And I was like, less of that, you know. And I, I really want to take it to a level that I don't feel like it's it's work or anything. I just feel like it's fun. It's a space to create. It's a space of openness, community, all of these different things, and using that that day job to to kind of help fund it in some ways. But I think early, early, early on, I recognized that this long-term thing is not sustainable for me for just doing the day job and getting burnt out. I'll put it this way. The, the genesis of doing this, I was burnt out at 24. I started podcasting right after I turned 24. I was like, ah, here we are. And I'm 36 now. So you know, it's been doing that for for this long. And it was a direct response to being burnt out early, getting tired of the the day job, the nine to five in that that rat race and working in like corporate marketing for Verizon. It was like, cool, it pays the bills, but that's a character that I don't really want to chase. I'd rather cap out at an amount and then have that balance to be able to do this creative stuff that I value more than that. And I think that's the, that that sweet spot for me. But when it's out of balance, can't do it. Can't really do it mm-hmm. so can you describe or or outline a typical day in the, in the shop and how do you balance like that that time in the shop with other obligations responsibilities that are practice your your the, the different like businesses that you're, you're operating how do you kind of balance those those different priorities
2: so Balancing is uh obviously the hardest thing in life for anybody, and I would say I don't really balance it. Uh, it's it's <laughs> man,
0: <laughs> you want you
2: want to tell the truth, like I mean I don't, I don't really. It's 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 a constant battle of uh, of shit. What do I got to do now? You know, it's like constant. But for me, it's a good good chaos. You know, I like. I like chaos because without chaos, you know, then you're really just stuck in a motion of just constantly doing the same thing over and over again. Um, I would say that what helps me the most is the fact that I have a team. It's it's not it's not a matter of I have to balance anything, and I think that's where I've told everybody too. If you start to feel overwhelmed, let me know, and we can come to a solution. You know, uh, unfortunately, a lot of companies they get to the point where they just keep working you and working you and working you, and they never they never like, hey, like, are you okay? <laughs> it's just kind of like you know. It's like if you were to say, "Hey, like I'm overwhelmed," your boss like, "All right, we're gonna find somebody that's not overwhelmed." You know, like that's how corporate America is. It's like you go to work. You if you say, "Hey, like I'm 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 frustrated," they're not gonna say, "Okay, we'll hire somebody to help take off that workload." It's uh, it's okay. Do you want to raise? Like that's not how you solve problems. Like if they're good, like most most of the time, like people get a raise because they, they're about to quit. And that's what happens. If they're a good worker, they, they're like, damn, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. Then you go to your boss. You're like, Hey, like I either need a raise or I'm, I got to go find another job. Yeah. And if you're a good employee, they're like, okay, how much do you need? Like, but that doesn't solve the problem. It just makes you a little happier because they're throwing a little bit more food in your plate.
0: I, I look at the root cause of things, right? Like yeah. when I talk to people who they, they run into like, man, I'm so upset, man. I'm not making enough money. I'm broke. This doesn't work. This doesn't fit. I'm working long hours. That's like, I think it's the job, you know, <laughs> like I think it's that it's
1: always the job at the end of the day, just like you were saying, if if you're already burnt out, more money's not going to help that feeling. It's just going to be more money on top, but you're still not going to have the time or the life balance in order to enjoy that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just masking it. Um, you know, I keep putting more on my plate and I'm okay with it because I know as I grow, there's people around me that are going to help me grow and they're going to grow themselves too. They're not, you're, you know, I don't want to be stuck in this Weird realm. Like my end goal is to help others. Like that is why I do what I do. That's you know I am not. You're never going to find an HVAC owner that's under thirty. That well you might, but most of them are like fifty five, six years old, and they're in a third generation HVAC company. And you yeah. know it's like it, what I'm doing is more of like I want to be somebody that can take what I'm doing and give it to people, and then keep on building these things and like do it. You know it's that's that's what I want to do. So you know um, it's. Yeah, there's no balancing. It's just, just <laughs> keep, on, keep on running forward, and if you trip, get back up. I,
1: on the other hand, love to have balance, and I actually believe <laughs> it in my life, which is why I think we work out so well. Um, mm-hmm. So Most of the day-to-day here in the shop, especially specifically like on the FBCC level, this, we kind of glanced over it. This actually used to be a, like, a house, a junk house. Like, how
2: would you describe what was in here before? Junk. Uh, junk. When I first, uh, when I, yeah, it was junk. <laughs> when I say junk, I mean probably forty truckloads of junk. Yeah, the office that we're not, sitting I'm in. I'm not kidding. I- like it was stacked to the ceiling, and I had a dream, and I just spent day after day after day doing it. Uh, yeah. And and the art part of this actually started with me collecting Lauren Cornish pieces. So, I I probably had before the shop maybe like thirty of Lauren Cornish's pieces. Um, I met him through, uh, air conditioning. I, fi- I actually put his furnace in over on Thames Street in his art gallery. Uh, are you familiar with Loring? No, no. Oh, dude, you got to do a podcast on him.
1: Are you kidding me? You live a 20 minute walk from here and you don't know the house on Thames Street with all, right. all the glass out front? He might.
0: Ah, I, I, I just friend. typed it in. I just typed contact it
1: in. Contact exclusive. I
2: don't know. His, I didn't know his name either. I knew it was the broken glass man. Do you know? Have you, have you done a podcast on me yet?
0: Uh, no, but I will reach out. Uh-
2: <laughs> this guy is the most interesting artist that I have ever met. Uh, he is, as you've seen his building, phenomenal. He's a phenomenal artist. He's He's got passion about activism and changing the world through art. And he's just got a hell of a story, like hell of a story. So, but anyway, so I was collecting his pieces and that's kind of what got the art side of this, at. Um, and I kind of covered the holes in the in the house with, with the art and the junk, I kind of massed the junk with art to make it feel a little cleaner. <laughs> and
0: I, and I think like, cause this answers actually, mo- that actually answers most of my next question with the other thing of the, the building, right? Like the, the art tech deco vibe, like, was that like, does that just really fit super well? Like, what that response been when I know you guys have been open for what, six months or what have you, as you were saying, but it's like when people go there, like, hey, what's this really weird little building right here? It's got this art. V- oh, there's plants in here. Oh, it's art in here. What, like, what is this space about? Like, what's that response been of bringing, I think, like art, plants, community, all of these things together? What's that response been so far?
1: It's I mean as far as the space itself goes so you are right so we've got this big beautiful art deco we actually can't touch it so if you look at it from the outside it's not super pretty but we got to work with the city because it's one of the last buildings out here that still has those ceramic tiles out front so it's obviously something that we want to preserve mm-hmm. and everything in the shop so he and i actually all of the furniture in here we built ourselves uh it's all reclaimed floorboards from baltimore homes uh actually the the full desk where we like take payments on was made from pallets that we were just taking from construction
0: zones and wow
1: yeah and so it's really even though it's very art deco on the outside we wanted to keep it as much of baltimore on the inside as we could and so the fact that the furniture reflects that the fact that we've got all these artists in here and like, i always like to say it's, it's the soul of a city is in its art like I think you can know Baltimore better by seeing what its artists are producing because Mm -hmm. the artists focus on what's really beautiful about a city or what really makes it unique and getting that kind of spirit in here. I think folks walk in here and it's, they say that it's just it's homey. like it's a place that they want to hang out in. It's a, it's it's a vibe. It's a vibe. I don't want to. Yeah. I, I don't know if
2: you can legally call yourself a vibe. So I'm trying. I, I feel to like that's
0: one. an advertisement, though. I feel like it's a running ad. Like, look, come down. It's a vibe. It's yeah. a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not,
2: we're not like the other plant shops that are scream like have all these big signs, of scream plant shop. You know, we just want people to find it and walk in and go. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They walk in and they their jaws drop they see some of the lamps and the terrariums and the artwork and it's constantly growing like we just started making t-shirts and merchandise and you know it's just we wanted to constantly be something you walk in and it's not the same you know you walk into some of these other places and it's always going to be the same look it's always going to be the same type of plants yeah this is like a You walk in and you're like, "Whoa, that was never here. This is different." Or like, I don't know if not being consistent is a good thing, but we're definitely not consistent
1: with our (laughs) being. I I mean, we're we're consistency consistency. with customer service. I'll tell you that we're always happy. We're always (laughs) yeah, yeah. but it's it's however uh, the store will change every now and then. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it's almost like an algorithm. Like, what is it like? it's like, ah, hmm, I guess this is a uh, hmm, we're changing this this week. Great.
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like we were just we just spent the morning cleaning up in here. And one of our conversations was, oh, you know what? We should move these shelves to the other side of the wall. <laughs>
0: um, Now, I have a I have an interesting question here Um, about this. Recent increase from my vantage point. And I, I don't live on the internet, but I am on there pretty regularly. And I'm seeing a rash of, pan, of, of plant fluencers. Uh, like, are plants, are plants really hard to take care of? Or people just generally not asking the right questions when buying houseplants or things of that nature? Um, and what questions to someone who's quote unquote bad with plants ask when they're buying?
1: I have so many opinions on this, entire, on this entire question. And I read it because you were nice enough to forward us the questions. Um, uh, so my biggest issue when I first got into plants and get ready and you can just like give me like a signal when you want me to shut oh, up.
0: Please continue. Uh,
1: when I first got into plants, the biggest thing was like when I would go to a store, like I started just picking mine up from like Home Depot or whatever. But if I went into a plant shop, I would get a lot of, oh, you need to give this specific plant a lot of attention. This is an expert level plant. This is like, don't touch this if, if you don't know X, Y, and Z. And that felt very, now that I understand like what plants need and all that, those just feel like lazy answers. It's not so much that you need to be an expert plant care. It's just you need to look for the signs of what your plant is saying. Like If your dog walks up to you and it's like, nuzzling its bowl, you're probably going to either feed it or give it some water. It's not that plants are expert level. It's just that they all have different ways of communicating with you. And that also goes into the questions. Like if you walk into a plant shop, I, I always like to now just introduce folks by saying like, Hey, we've got this over here, this over here, this over here. We have row home friendly plants here. All the plants that we've got in the shop, they're going to survive in bright indirect light conditions. Maryland's got great humidity. So it's just, I mean, Plants are easier to care for if you've got someone giving you the right instruction. Um, that being said, it's always proper to ask like proper light levels, proper care levels, all of that. But if it's not really being proffered to you, if someone's just sending you off with a plant with no instructions on how to care for it, it's kind of the fault of the person selling it to you because you're not going to let someone walk away with, I'll just go back to the dog. You're not going to let somebody adopt the cat and then just be like, oh yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I would, I would hope, at least on a personal level, you'd be like, okay, you want to make sure you feed it once a day. This is what it looks like if it's got an upset stomach. It's the same kind of relationship that you would build with any other kind of merchant that was just missing from plants, where there was a lot of, oh, if you don't know anything about plants, you get this one specific plant. But if you want to read an encyclopedia, you might be able to get up to this next level of plant. Yeah. And that's just, that's not how they work. It's, <laughs> it's so frustratingly easy to take care of plants.
0: Yeah, it's and I think the other the other comparison like that's there. I think that you you were you were keying in on and it's a living thing, so it's going to communicate to you like, look, man, I am little worm, uh, so I'm gonna need a little something from you, whether it be water, some different sunlight, maybe maybe look into it, maybe you use Google, like, hey, I got this plant, um, but yeah, you should be getting. Good instructions and asking like informed questions when you go there to wherever your your plant shop is at, wherever you're getting your plants from, and sometimes like and I it's a few places that come to mind. It's just very general. It's like this did not help me. I like pretentious plants. Like I need specialized information because mm. <laughs> so, I, I want to have an aesthetic. I want to have a pretentious aesthetic, as I mentioned and I told you that my war <laughs> stories of me murdering poor plants in my my home. So I guess it must be my my talking that, that kills them um so <laughs> i, w- I want to speak on generosity a little bit right so n- n- what does generosity mean as an artist and an entrepreneur and in which ways do you think you, you kind of emulate this kind of put that out there
2: he's the artist go ahead i
1: yeah but you're the one with the generous streak and you know oh my god I
2: that's why <laughs> yes, you work uh, well together that's
0: why i asked it like yeah
2: <laughs> yes, so yeah. so i am uh my mm-hmm. generosity is something that i like my philosophy is i'm not taking money to the grave um i have been at the lowest of lows in multiple times in my life so where i've had absolutely nothing and just like many people paycheck to paycheck um <laughs> I guess I care more about others than I care for myself, which is frustrating <laughs> as someone that cares about you. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just care about the world and about what's going on in it and helping others. So like, I constantly am saying, let's do giveaways. Let's, let's do this. And like, Alex is like, well, I got to get paid. And I'm like, uh, all right, fine, <laughs> uh, I got <laughs> but, uh, you know, for, for me, generosity, it's, um, and especially as an entrepreneur, like I, we have benefits, dental, health insurance. Like we start a minimum of fifteen dollars, like for, and that's for all of my companies. Like, but I think the only time I start somebody at fifteen is if they don't know anything, like if they're just fresh, nothing, like a young person. And even then, you'll have benefits after a certain amount of time with the companies. You know, it's, um, yeah. and that's something not a lot of people offer. Um, so I, cause I, have been there where I didn't have health insurance and I've been with somebody for a long time. And I'm like, how do I not have any of these things that other people have? I'm just like, and then even when I do have them, it's so expensive for me to have them. So, um, you know, moving forward, the space and all the businesses are going to be doing you know, very large things, you know, as I grow, I want to be involved in some pretty, pretty huge projects in Baltimore, um, between cultivated creations and Baltus um, you can't be too generous with heating and air conditioning. Uh unfortunately I can't be like, hey, my hourly rate is no longer eighty-nine ninety-nine an hour. I'm gonna charge you nothing. You know, it's like uh I gotta pay a guy thirty dollars an hour and after I pay him it ends up being sixty dollars an hour of my cost. I'd go broke real quick. Um so in order to grow as a business, you can't be too generous, but you do have to be you know, you have to be more generous than other people. You have to be
1: conscientious of the
2: people that are around you.
1: Well that's like that's where I think a lot of the generosity for the shop
2: comes into. It's
1: I mean, we can be very, like we obviously we're very focused on trying to give back to the community as much as possible. So we've done work with the Ullman Foundation. We love getting involved with Bell's Point Main Street and anything that they're doing down there. But generosity, it is nice from a monetary standpoint. It's nice to be able to donate, in this case, to foundations that are about causes that are very close to your heart. And it's nice to be able to give stuff away and but the biggest part I think of generosity is in no small part just the inclusion of people that haven't had that opportunity just yet not to say that that's necessarily generous by nature but having artists that haven't had a platform or haven't had a place to sell in or just get denied from stores or told they're not good enough a big part of generosity is sometimes just having someone come in and getting their stuff up on the shelves and seeing how it does.
2: Yeah. As an entrepreneur, my goal is to get so rich that I can take a few homeless people off the street and pay for a few kids colleges. That, uh, that's that, that's seriously what I want to do. Like I want to just get like, my goal is to get so rich that I can literally take people off the street and pay for a few kids colleges that need like their education that need to go through education or even entrepreneur mentorships. You know, like I am uh I am not your average entrepreneur. I have, uh, you know, I've just been through a lot of things that would make most people not ever have a chance to be able to do what they did. I didn't, I didn't get a small loan from my father of a million dollars. I didn't get any, any money handed to me. Like everything was built from the ground up from the HVAC company in the back of a shitty pickup truck to having three vans and 10 people now working with me. Um, so that's kind of, kind of my goal. And you're also working on your third shoulder now. So, uh Oh, I am, I am getting a shoulder repl- a full reverse shoulder replacement uh January 10th. So, that's going to be fun, but that ain't that's not going to stop me.
0: Way to start off the new year. Wow.
2: You're telling me, 8 days before my birthday.
0: Oh, what? Your birthday is January 18th? Yep. I'm
2: yeah.
0: the 20th. Gang. Capricorns, let's go. Ooh, yeah, right. I, I, I'm a cusp. I'm a cusp. I claim Aquarius, but I, I'm here with you. I'm a, that's exactly. Everybody says that. And I'm like, they're like, what are you? I'm a
2: Capricorn on the cusp of Aquarius. Let's what go. That? I'm crazy.
0: Yes. Just conflicting ideologies and up against each other. Because when yeah. you said something like, I care about other people more than myself, I was like, I'm getting an Aquarius smell here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's kind of me. Uh, but yeah, yeah um, I, I want to get into a spot and I've done some of it on a very... Micro level, like I didn't really like how the stimulus checks came in last year. So, what I said to make myself feel a little bit better about it, I was like, All right, I'm just going to start just hitting like artists that I know up, like, Yo, Cash App, send it to me. Not in the scammy way that people are using it now, but like, Yo, here's 50, get yourself some film. Here's a hundo, do some shit with it. And, you know, just kind of like dispersing that in a way. And I'm doing a little bit of that now, just I have a little bit more means. So why not help somebody do something like it might be, Hey, yo, I'm like $50 short for my rent. Boom. Here you go. Enjoy your heat for the next month. And, you know, that's kind of, I think one of the parts of like community and you don't really even have to put it out there all the time. I'm just saying it for context, but you don't really have to even put it out there. It's like, look, this is just what I'm doing.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, people ask me like what I'm doing often. So like, I, there's a lot of things I do on a day to day, but I'm not going to say anything because it's about being humble and about it, it's not, it's, you're, it's the people that give money and then want the big, like, Hey, I gave all this money. <laughs> like you're really, you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for yourself. to so one brag about that. You have money to give away. Yeah. And two for attention. Like it doesn't like uh, that's not really the
0: the goal here. what's the thing? Uh, you let your ego in through the back doors like you think you're doing something really nice, but really it's just kind of stroking that man in the mirror. (laughs) If you're
1: gonna buy a McDonald's meal and then record yourself giving it to someone, I'm just gonna say, Oh, I see what you're doing there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do wanna get so so much money and fame that I could just wear gold suits all the time that is a gold Ooh,
1: yeah. oh so you'd be going for the gold suit
0: yeah just, get
1: like gold ah, i don't know man i want like gold contacts or something like that i want to do something weird with it that'd
0: be great that'd be great actually but I, I do want to have like one of those really nice microphones and it's like when i screw into a person's location where i'm going to record i just like lock in my microphone it's like okay that's a legit rob microphone. yeah have my own brand of microphones that would be fire that would be fire
1: Ooh, all right
0: um that would be fire. So I got a couple more questions before I get into rapid fire questions. And this is a, uh, this is a thing. What is the spirit of Baltimore?
2: Oh, that's a good question because it's from different. There's so many different angles. You have some people that it's like my father that said, don't move to Baltimore. You're going to end up dead. And then you got people that said, yeah, he, there's, there's a lot of people that think like that. My, my dad's from the South. So yeah. he, he's uh, he's on the different side of viewing cities. Like, he's like, you gotta be careful. And I'm like, that you just got to know the streets. Like, you know, you got to understand how things work. You can't, you know, you just got to be careful. Uh, I think the spirit of city is, or the, the the spirit of Baltimore is community. I think it's, uh, the spirit of Baltimore's growth, you know, in seven years, I've, I, the amount of group, like if you go back to your hometown, the only growth you might see are those suburb developments being put up, but you come to Baltimore, you see, you know, new facilities for people you see new businesses you see new art new art, new projects like you know there's so many different things going on all the time like ceasefire and you've got you know you've got all these different artists trying to make a difference whereas like you go to other places and it's not there's not a lot of change happening so that's kind of what i see baltimore as as far as spirit it's a um it's a, it's a progressive
1: community spirit. And just to yeah. piggyback off of that, it's, it's, and that's what I love about the city was I got the same thing when I was moving to Baltimore, my friends were like, Oh, come on. It's gay. It's like, but once you get down here and I, like, I moved to Fells point first and foremost, like that was, I would like to, it's a small town in the heart of a big city. And I I think you can say the same thing for Hamden station North. You can say that for, fed hill baltimore is just a series of communities Mm -hmm. that are surrounding or that are just in the same zip code like i've never known my neighbors for all the years that my parents lived out in the suburbs like i never once bothered to learn their names now i go outside and my neighbor will text me to borrow his uh borrow his leaf blower and clean up the street or we've got people that watch each other's trash cans it's Baltimore's spirit is to keep trying to better itself. And I think that the progress that the city's made over the last five, six years that I've even been here mm-hmm. um, really shows that because people keep coming into the city and it keep, it has that bad rap to it, but I honestly kind of like it. Yeah, not that, not that like I'm a big proponent of like, oh yeah, Baltimore's a terrible city, pass that on. But if people are gonna hear that it's a bad city and then not give it a chance, The people that come in are the ones that are willing to give it a chance. and are the ones that are willing to see the beauty in it, see that silver lining and then just try to make it a little
2: bit better every day. And the ones that don't want to come in and change it are also the same ones. They're part of the problem. They'd rather turn a blind eye and live in their little nice home. Yeah. 30 miles north you know that's that's the problem you know it's uh it's people that don't don't want to see they have blinders on they watch they watch one station i'm, I'm not left or right i don't believe i'm not a i yeah. am a firm believer in just good honest moral values and that's what i believe in and you yeah. know and uh you know the fact what i've seen happen in six years seven years has been phenomenal just like the fact that there's reform going on the fact that we have been put in the spotlight for some of the injustices in the, the department, you know, in our police department, that's not just here, that's worldwide. And it's just put in the spotlight, which is good because that means reform can happen. That means change can happen. And it is happening. Shit. When I first moved here, body cams, wasn't a thing. Like you got to think like that's, that's serious that we now have a spotlight on important subjects, you know, environmental things. Like one of the reasons why I opened Baltus was because mushrooms are going to change the world. That you might not know it, but in five to ten years, styrofoam is going to be replaced with mycelium. There's a lot of cool things happening, yeah. and that's what Baltimore is about, and that's what I see as the spirit of Baltimore. Mr. Trash Wheel is the spirit of Baltimore, <laughs> <laughs>
0: the official mascot. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I I agree with that. I think like you know, you 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 you're you're here, you get an investment, and you kind of see things. I think during the the time frame that you two have been here and seeing pretty much from Freddie Gray on to now and kind of seeing like where things have gone. And like, I've always been been here. I'm 36 and I've always lived here and kind of seeing all of these, these kind of different things. And, you know, as I've gotten older and I kind of see uh, both sides of it and like, "Mm." Yeah, I don't know if that's particularly right or no, that's you're kind of smoking the flames. That seems very uh, weird. And I always kind of lean into this idea. I was like, I, I looked at this stat the other day, right? That Philadelphia, which I think is a comparable city, mm-hmm. had 500 had his 500th murder. And I don't hear that talked about. You know, Chicago was around 700 regularly. I don't hear that talked about. And my thing is we know these things are going to happen and those things are bad. That's, that's not a question, but the, the issue is when people talk about Baltimore, they look at it in a, for, in a, in a worse way, like it's, it's bad and they forget the people, the culture, the, the, the small businesses, this community of people who are, as you, as you touched on aiming to do better, to aiming to to really make this a place that everyone feels invited, everyone feels comfortable and everyone's kind of like, just, just living. So that's, is is great. Uh, last question I got before I get to these rapid fire questions. Um, let's see. Uh, what is your most important tool as you take this both ways as a creative and as an entrepreneur? Like what is that thing that matters to you? And don't, and don't, and don't be dickish and like oh, I'm a painter. So obviously a paintbrush, it's paint, but Something that it wouldn't be a typical thing that is really helpful that kind of helps you do your day-to-day, helps you do your work?
1: Uh, for me, it's... And
2: if you don't mind if I take the lead, because... Go ahead. My, my
0: answer is pretty easy.
1: Yeah, for me, it's just... And it's... This comes after... Like, starting last year, not doing any creative work at all, then, you know, licensing my own business, putting myself out there, then doing your own work for Mike and all that. It's been remembering that I'm a creative and remembering that that's my power. That's, that's the tool because I'm a creative whether or not it comes to writing or drawing. Cause I could absolutely, like I, I prefer drawing. Like I love to sit down with a, like a pencil and a pad. Um, but when I was looking at your question, it's like, yeah, what's more important? Is it the pencil or is it the pad? Or I can, you know, if I grab a napkin, I can tear that up and make it a snowflake. The biggest thing that I have in my arsenal is just that little reminder that I am a creative and that I think just a little bit differently because of that. So if I get an idea and I say, Oh, that's silly or that's something, there's a good chance that either it's something that no one's ever done, or it's something that I should pursue because you at the center are creative and any idea that comes to you is creative. So why not follow
2: it? For me, it's, it's apps, phone apps, (laughs)
0: <laughs> I dig it. I dig
2: it. Like I, I would not be where I am. Like when you say the word tool, I am a HVAC contractor. So I think hammer drills, like what has made my life easier? Like I'm thinking like tools, baby. So yeah, applications on my phone have helped me get like, without these apps, you would not be able to do everything that I've done. You know, I mean you could, but it definitely would take a lot longer. It has transformed the way that somebody can open a business and run a business and, succeed as a business at a faster pace than you could before.
0: As a person that ignored uh, uh, camp, I mean, uh, uh, calendars for a very long time. That's, that's, uh, you're right. The apps helpful. Like once I like put that scheduling calendar out there, cause I was like, yo, who am I interviewing? Shit. I wrote questions for the wrong person. Who doesn't know those two? Now I'm just like, all right, let me make sure I'm good. Because yeah. like, in and, and kind of having that, that notion, I was like, I try to make it simple, send me the stuff I need. I can come up with some questions, but you know, and it kind of clarifies it because literally it's it's a one man show here and it makes up for It's like we're, we're we're good. But if I didn't have that, I would be in the shit. Uh, so that's all I have for the main questions. I got some rapid fire questions and I'm going to throw those out. I have one specifically for you, Alex, and then the rest are, you know, ping pong at that, that situation. Um, and in essence, the way these rapid fire questions work is. I'll give you the, the question. You just give me the answer. You don't have to add any extra context unless you really, really want to. All right. All right. First question, Alex, what's your favorite Pokemon?
1: Oh, God, that's a tough one. Uh, it's got to be Ivysaur.
0: Okay. Uh, between the two of you, um, favorite drink? Gin and tonic. And water. <laughs> uh, last book that you've read.
1: I'm running mycelium, Chapter House, June.
0: Best fashion advice you've ever gotten. This is a random one.
1: Ooh, I like that one though. Always match your shoes to your belt.
2: It's a
0: good one. It's a good one.
2: Fashion advice? Shit, just skip that.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't take I, I, fashion advice. I mean, you're wearing similar to my aesthetic. I'm wearing a Carhartt hoodie right now as we talk, sir. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't take. I just wear what I wear. Go with your gut. That's I can't tell you that. Yeah. No. Go with your gut. You're you're, you're you. I mean, I I only wear Carhartt because I am going with my gut and it fits to cover my massive aesthetic. I mean, if you see me in person, I am 6'4", 300 pounds. I am a monster. Uh, uh, Lastly, uh, describe Fells Point cultivated creations in three words. It'll be really interesting if you split the words somehow.
1: Split the words somehow?
0: Like you pick one, Mike picks one, and y'all finish each other's last word. That would be amazing, but it's not going to happen. Mm. I'll you, I'll only you, one word yeah just pick one word right now i'm trolling right now a little bit but if you can do three each that doesn't it doesn't matter it, it, whatever you got
2: i want to say i've already said it vibes is definitely a word it's it's vibey <laughs> vibey is the word it's vibey
0: <laughs> it's gonna be like the vibiest plant art shop culture spot ever continue please some <laughs> of the words no, i'm just kidding
1: uh i'd say warm
0: warm yeah now this is the, this is gonna be the challenging one. Can you finish it? Can you, what's what's the half a word that you got? Because it's three, you know, unless you want to throw out a
2: just yeah, right. well, well, warm, warm. humid. <laughs> 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 it's a plant It's, it's Humid in here, dog. Let's go. Let's
0: go. I love Historic.
2: it. Historic. That's a better
0: one. Okay. You still want with H, dog? I appreciate it. Uh. So that's pretty much all the questions that I have, but I want to invite you to um, enlighten to find folks on where they can um, check you out, the storefront website, social media, all of that good stuff. And thank you both for coming on to this podcast.
1: Yeah, Rob, thank you so much for having us. For everybody else out there, we are Fells Point Cultivated Creations located in the Buck Appliances building at 1814 Fleet Street in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Find us online at uh, fpcultivatedcreations.com, same as our Instagram handle. So thank you all very much. Thank
0: you. So for Mike and Alex of Feltz Point Cultivated Creations, I am Rob Lee saying that there is art, community, plants. And around Baltimore, you just gotta look for it.